Welcome to the Lesson Plan Podcast, where we'll explore the latest trends, best practices, and innovative ideas in higher education. I'm your host, Dr. Clive Forrester, and I'm excited to bring you insights and inspiration from leading educators, researchers, and experts in the field. Whether you're a teacher, administrator, or education enthusiast, this podcast is for you. So get ready to learn, grow, and be inspired on the Lesson Plan Podcast with Dr. Clive Forrester. In October of 2022, the Toronto Star published an article titled An Explosion in A-plus Students, which looked at the dramatic increase in the grade point average of students across the Greater Toronto Area. The article pointed out that between 2007 and 2021, the number of high school students entering universities with a 95% average or higher increased by as much as 800% in some cases. Professor James Cote, a retired professor of sociology at Western University, said it was implausible to think that there was a corresponding explosion in intelligence in the same time frame. All of this is happening against the background of an investigation into a guidance counselor who changed the grade on a biology test for a student from a B- to an A+, so that a student could get into the university of her choice. And this brings me to the topic of today's episode. As the article also mentions, grade inflation takes place at the university level too. The idea of grade inflation might sound strange to the uninitiated. Why would an instructor give a student a mark that they didn't earn? The explanations are quite varied, and the truth of the matter is that it's more common than most instructors would care to admit on record. Students might be getting nominally smarter, and sure, with practice and additional tutoring, many can become quite proficient at acing standardized tests. But even this is not enough to explain the rate at which grades at the highest end of the scale have increased. So what is the reason? For one, it's important to point out that grades can only be inflated by the individual who is assigning those grades. Students can't inflate their own grades, unless we're talking about doing so in a boastful manner and machine-graded tests don't get inflated by computers. So it comes down to the action of the professor. And if this is a new, untenured professor or one who is sessionally employed, there's a good deal of pressure, whether perceived or actual, to give students good grades, even when they may not have earned it. Professors who are precariously employed depend on favorable student evaluations to progress to permanence, and as studies and anecdotal experiences have shown, there's a direct correlation between the marks that students receive and how they evaluate their professors. Higher marks equals better student evaluations, and better evaluations equals a chance at permanent employment. Grading and assignment isn't always an exact science. Once you start to deal with the assignment types like the essay, which is a main assignment type in the humanities and the social sciences, 
then some amount of subjectivity in marking is expected. Students become aware of this subjectivity very early on and soon after devise ways to exploit this. On more than one occasion, I have encountered a tearful student who was pleading for just a couple more percentage points to pass a course or remain enrolled in a program. Sometimes the request even comes from an academic advisor at the university, trying to ascertain if there's anything the student could do as extra credit to make up for a portion of the grade. Who the hell has time to create an additional assignment, administer the assignment, then grade it amidst all the other tasks a professor has to do? Sometimes it's simply easier to increase a mark by 2% and be done with the whole damn thing. In other words, sometimes students get a higher grade than they deserve because a professor simply cannot be bothered to deal with the nuisance of student whining. If what I've been describing happens often enough, grade inflation occurs. The problem, of course, is compounded by the fact that modern-day university education is a kind of rat race. Grade inflation ramps up in the last year of high school because entry requirements for the most competitive programs at prestigious universities begin in the mid-90% grade average. Once students get to university, their time is often spent worrying about their GPA. Anxiety and depression are rampant on campuses as a result. Cramming and cheating are also university mainstay. The obsession with high grades continues right up until graduation and even into graduate studies. But here is what hardly gets mentioned. Professors themselves are worried about their own performance scores. As I mentioned earlier, these performance scores determine a professor's progression through the ranks, as well as any merit-based salary increases. And professors also employ their own tactics to manipulate their performance scores. I'll probably talk about this in a separate episode. Is there a way out? Not really. Not unless we can rethink numerical ranks for performance on a societal scale. Grade inflation in schools is just a symptom of a larger issue. As the hustle for shrinking resources becomes more fierce, there has to be a system to determine who will partake in the distribution of said resources. Grades and other numerical ranks are just a part of that system and it's going to take some serious strategizing to get around it. And that's it for today's lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something valuable that you can apply to your own teaching practice. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform to help this podcast reach more educators like you. If you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions for future topics, please reach out on social media or through my website. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time on Lesson Plan.